0: wasn't out there. Um, keys just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard. See if good things will happen for us. Yep. We're back. Episode 19 of Just Dishing It. Joined, as always, Derek Hoskins, our amazing producer. And returning back Mr. John Tood's
1: tutor, we missed you, buddy. Oh, I Bye missed you, you guys. Back. Good to be back. I missed you guys. I don't ever want to miss a week again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to. I had to step up to the plate. I, you know, shaking at the knees. How can I replace Tood's, You know, the, the the question questionnaire extraordinaire.
1: Well, you know what you. Derek, uh, as Benny mentioned last week, you're our selkie nominee. Uh, just absolutely getting after it on both ends of the ice. There, you know, not afraid to mix it up a little bit when you need to. So we appreciate that.
0: Oh yeah, you know, just picking up where you left off. You know, you got someone's gotta <laughs> grind in the corners, pretty much. So, yes, sir. We got uh, obviously just touching on quick new little new little content release from the Dishin account today. Some new, some new Jordans. Those skates, those skates were hot. Now, uh-huh. yeah oh my god, new ones for man. Travis Kelsey, shout out to him. What a guy, what a guy. I mean, just it. I don't know. It's a, all those, all those things are always so surreal to me. Still, that, that's what you know. makes it fun. It's it's awesome seeing the innovation. Maddie, Coda Customs. Everybody involved sh- making that happen. What a blast. It's a great, great piece of art, honestly. Um, so make sure you go check that out on the Justice main page. But without any further ado, I've been super excited about this one for quite a while. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest this week, Sigroy. Sig, Roy. Sig what's
1: up, hey. everyone? Round of applause. How are we
2: That's doing? I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Looking forward to this conversation here today. I yeah,
2: know. We've been uh, talking about it for a while, but yeah, I know you guys got uh all the you know momentum going in your place. So I'd love to, you know, help with a little sprinkle a little inspiration or you
0: know, whatever you guys need. Oh, yeah, man, love it. It's it's something where um, you know, a, a previous episode, you know, to you know, we've had one other musician on and we enjoyed that so much. Um that's good. You know, we know, you know, our buddy Xander, we know him a little bit better. And I think, you know, this is just kind of like a first step, get to know you more, know your story. And, you know, our goal, whenever we invite somebody on, we have it in mind. We want them to be a recurring guest. And oh yeah, I've, I have no doubt <clears throat> that'll be the case here. But, bro, let's dive into it. I mean, your music is awesome um, for anybody mm-hmm. that hasn't listened to this, Thank man. You. Hop in there, get on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever. Check them out. Um, but, I, dude, like, kind of walk us through like the story of you know your start in music. Um, you know, we'll start there and we'll dive in obviously to the Sigroid project and all that. But you know, what got you going into music itself?
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna have to like stop myself because every time I talk about this stuff, I just start rambling because we like rambling, on this we got show. all night, bro. It just gets me like super excited and it's just like this wheel that keeps going. But, um, all right, so the whole you know music thing, it started not even as, um, it just started as like growing up, even being little. Um, I was always like so fascinated with uh like artists and music and just a way that like it was so entertaining and i always thought like oh that would be so dope if <clears throat> i could do that or that was me or blah, blah blah and i just was always drawn to music but um fast forward let's say to you know past high school into college it was my first year and that's when kind of school was starting to like hit way harder because it's like You're in college now, you're getting older, stuff's getting more real. And it was kind of hitting harder of like, I want to try music, but like, it might be risky, but the regret if I didn't would be like really dawning on me. So I was like, all right, let me just try writing some songs. I went on YouTube, uh, started searching beats and writing Um, and I just like showed my friends, but I remember showing you guys know Jake. Um, I showed Jake and he was like, bro, like you could do this. Like this, like, I really think you could do this. I was like, yeah, I really want to put it out. And he's like, I'll back you completely. I'll put my name behind it. Everything. Like, I really think you got it. And then I think that was the confidence boost where I was like, I told myself that like I had the sauce, like I could do it. And that was kind of just the topping of like okay, I'm not crazy. Like, and so after that, um, I kind of just started writing more and I ended up writing her, my first single I ever put out. And we went to the studio to record it, uh, recorded it. And it wasn't even finished. Like the version that's out right now, wasn't, completely mix and master that was just like the tracking of it like we basically just got so excited and forgot that it needed to be finished that we ended up just putting it out so it's funny to have the guy who mixed it steve brown is like i still can't believe that because like you didn't even tell us that you were gonna put it out you just put it out and and ended up being the biggest thing completely catapulted me into all that and um after that massive buzz and just the. Uh, Energy and excitement I got from it. I told my mom I'm like, yo, like, I need to do this. I can't focus on school and try and do this. Um, if I need to go back to school, I will. But I'm doing this. uh And sorry if you don't like it. And the rest is history. <laughs> so, haven't gone back since. So,
0: hey, no, that's good, man. You, shoot or shoot. You got to shoot your shot, dude. And you know, you you dove into it. That's amazing. So, I mean, like from like your childhood too you mentioned the entertainment side of things but i mean were you you know what were you trained as a musician at all did you know like theory were you playing instruments
2: no it wasn't even that it was just like uh i was a very outgoing kid and i was always like zany like obnoxious like just a like mad squirrely but i would always like sh- like i would i would sing all the time like in the car and whatever because like i would just learned lyrics really fast so like i feel like that's another thing that kind of probably guided it because like whenever there was music playing i was singing um so i mean that's probably why like i couldn't tell you the reason why i was really drawn to it but i mean like that's the best i got at this point like i just love it (laughs) and i can't like i'm not going to question it i'm just going to fucking keep doing it like i could be interested in engineering, but like I'm not. Yeah. It's music, <laughs> you know.
0: No, you but. got you had the passion and you followed it. That's yeah, yeah and that, that's yeah,
2: that's the other thing too is getting to college that idea was still the thing that was like like it could be surrounded by like I don't think school's for me. I want something that's bigger out there. But like still looking deeper, it was always like music, like music entertainment and like the things that you like people say on a song or the things that you can say on a song that make people just like completely resonate with it. Like they tell their friends like, yo, did you hear that bar? Like whatever, like that always like blew my mind. And it actually reminds me the one thing that even drew me in way more is I remember seeing uh, a video of a dude impersonating Chris Brown and singing like him. And I was so blown away that I was like, bro, if I could sing like that in front of people, like watching the people's reactions, I was like, bro, if I could do that, like, that would be fucking insane. I don't know if I can swear. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, You're good. You're yeah. Good. I remember
2: seeing that in, in my bed uh, when I got home from school and I just started like trying to like sing Chris Brown songs like over and over trying to just like really get like, oh, uh, like just doing that. Yeah, it's,
1: that's <laughs> awesome. So who were who were some of your early influences? I mean, growing up, was there any any musicians, any bands that you really gravitated toward to get some influence?
2: Okay. So that the idea of influence, uh, I always like struggled with because I know that there's influence of like the type, like the way that I make music and how it sounds, like the influences that I've grabbed, but then there's other ones of like inspiration that made me do it so like influence um i think 100 my one of my biggest influences was like party next door um but like his first uh ep he dropped it was just his name back in like 2014 hearing that um i was like this is this sounds so good and i was like dude i can make that like i knew i could do that um so party next door you know the weekend um his older older stuff like very ambient um stuff like that uh drake obviously um chris brown you know any anyone like that it wasn't really hard rap or anything but like even all genres of music like i'm listening to matchbox 20 in the car with my dad like toby keith like me like all that stuff is you know a massive thing um so yeah your standard influences but um i would even say too like one that I always think it's funny to say it's like future was a big or is a big influence just because of like the way he flows with like drums and stuff like that. Like that was always something that I thought was like super dope because it was like, he could make a song where he's like chugging along in his, uh, in one of his tracks. And it makes you like want to go 10 miles faster in your car while you're on the, the highway. Like, you know, like stuff that just, yeah, so stuff like that. But like, as far as inspiration, um, it was actually. Do you guys remember Baby E who made Finessin? Uh It was like finessin, finessin up. You yeah, finescent. I kind of remember the song. Yeah, well, it was actually. Artist, so. It was that. It was him that actually was like the turning point that made me like, bro, I'm doing this because like he made that song. It completely popped off, and I was like, dude, I could make that song ten times over. Like. And why am I not doing it if this guy can do it? And it was, that's basically the biggest thing. I was like, I keep saying that I could, but like, I'm not doing it. So like, let me actually do it. And that's, was the turning point. And I, you know, I just did it and it, I'm here now, which is dope. So yeah,
0: no, that's amazing. It's so interesting hearing, you know, the separation of like inspiration and influence. Like I've never even thought about it as two separate things. The way you outlined it, that's really, really cool. Do you mm-hmm. have like, like, so how about outside of music? Like athletes act like anything like outside of like music specifically, like activities that you draw like inspiration from when you're writing or anything like that?
2: Um, oh yeah. I mean, i everything outside of life is always um, an inspiration when writing. I remember back then it's weird how um, like the, the plot and ideas of your songs change as time goes on. So I remember when I first started um, I was in college. So like all I knew back then or not all I knew, but all that was really going on was drinking uh, Adderall's uh, trying to get girls like bars, blah, blah, like texting different girls, like, you know, that stuff. So a lot of my songs had that influence. But eventually I got to a point where like you grow out of that. And then it you kind of come to a standpoint of like looking for identity. So I was kind of like, you know, what else is there to Sig Roy? Like, I don't know what people want to hear, blah, blah, blah. So you'll just pull stuff. Um, you know, maybe you kind of get more meta and you take a like one of the girls that I talked to in college and just squeeze it down and then take something from that. Or, yeah. you know, just a ton of stuff. I can't really put a finger on it, but there's always stuff like that. Um, Like athletes and stuff. Um, Yeah. That stuff is always super cool. Cause you know, seeing the, the rappers hang out with the athletes, like you're like, bro, I want to be up there, you know, kind of <laughs> stuff. So like I'll yeah. sprinkle some, uh, some like sports bars in there sometimes. Cause like, I mean, I grew up playing sports, you know? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It never ends. it's just more of like not getting too caught up in specifics and just like take whatever you can find and, and put it in there. You know, I used to get too worked up with, um, I thought people would analyze my songs too much. And if they heard something out of context, they'd be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Let me turn this off. And then you just take a step back and it's like, dude, you can say whatever you want. Like you can be, you don't have to be completely specific. Like, cause people are always going to take what you say and however they feel is the way that it's going to project. And when I learned that I was like, you know, took my songwriting to another level. Cause then you can just be vague and think what you want, but like somebody else is always going to think something different.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of the art in a lot of ways, like leaving it up for individuals' interpretation. Like that's yep. like a key element with art, I feel like yeah. all around. But you mentioned <laughs> that you play sports growing up. What did you what 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 kind of athlete were you? Um
2: not the best. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I kind of peaked when I was uh probably like in my like younger days. I did uh soccer, basketball, baseball, all that stuff. Um nice. I was a dominant athlete in Boisa uh soccer um and then you know cyba all that but when it came to high school just didn't make the team freshman year then i was probably like yeah i should probably hang it up like and just did like uh cyo basketball um and i was actually like a i think about this all the time because it always comes up for me um i was always like very timid when it came to like like sports when i got older where i would be like um, I like, wouldn't get like that physical in, uh, like basketball and stuff. Cause I was just like, not confrontational. And then one day it just like clicked and then I just started, you know, putting bodies on people and just getting <laughs> double doubles and TYO games. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it means something, but I haven't put my, uh, haven't put
1: my hand on it yet. Oh, that's that's awesome some of those cyo games too those are some of the most fun memories too like because yeah. everyone's out there having a good time and like not taking it as seriously as you are in like a high school game
2: yeah like, exactly and then dude there some of the rivalries that start with like that's kind of hilarious to say the rivalries that start with other church teams yeah uh, right <laughs> but yeah man it's just it's so and especially because it's yeah it's that kind of relaxed it's, a, it's like a tad down relaxed play but like the people that you're playing with are basically the same as you of just like either I didn't make high school basketball or just like, I don't want to take it that seriously, which was, you know, perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Taking it back to music a little bit um, and, and coming from someone here that doesn't have any background in making or doing anything with music other than listening. Mm-hmm. When you're coming, when you're trying to come up with a new new song, new album, new project, where do you start? Like, do you just like? Because I'm thinking of myself. Like, I feel like I would just sit down at a table and just be staring at the wall, trying to hope something pops in my head. Like, what do you do?
2: Um, where do I – I mean, it's
1: or maybe it's that. Maybe that works.
2: Yeah. Well, no, no. That, I mean, it could for someone, but not me. Um. So my my writing style um always goes off like basically the the melody or the beat first um I've never been someone to just write lyrics like it's poetry and then or like write a song and then play it on guitar like I've always been um, making it two beats so let's say if I just want a new single um I've never even been like, okay this next single i want this kind of vibe like i'll literally just make i'll keep going through songs and then once i get one where i'm like yo this one's i think this one's the one i'll just kind of focus way more and finish that and then the other songs made in that time will just kind of be on standby of like I'm always continuously making songs, but like, let's say if a little time's going by, I can be like, right, I'm going to grab this one and put this one next. So it just keeps going. But, um, what I'll do is I'll basically just play the beat and try and feel, feel the vibe. It sounds mad corny, but just like kind of like get on the same frequency as the beat and kind of like feel the feelings that I'm, that it's making me feel. And then I'll just kind of like riff melodies and just, say absolute gibberish or just like na 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 like to kind of find that melody that like draws you in so uh let's say for like one of my songs um no feelings the way it starts it's uh it's just like wednesday night i don't like i literally made that on a like a wednesday night saying that but like it took me probably like two days to come up with that first melody to start the song off where i was like that's it like that is like this complete feeling that i finally got uh so i did that and you basically just kind of like riff the whole song with melody and once you got that down um you just take the melody that you made which is for example if i went like da 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 i'd change it to like I don't know what's something that fucking rhymes with da da da, da, da. like whatever you get it but yeah. i would just do uh, that yeah and then you put the song together um other than that for like an, an album or something uh the way that I would do that is more of like a mindset kinda where it's like you make as many songs as you want yeah but there's always this kinda Kobe background sickness. yeah there's this kind of background feeling of like It's almost like you're like time stamping your life at that moment. Hell yeah. And like that's, you know, what it is rather than singles that can be about anything that comes to you. Um, So, like the last, the last, the the first album I put out, Reflections. Great. um, Thank you. uh, Love it. it Called Reflections because, you know, uh, like probably let's say 80, 90% of the songs I made were all reflecting to like the four or five months before that time. So I was like, okay, this makes sense to call it that. Like I could have called it something else, but it just fit for me because it was a lot of like venting, I guess. Yeah. Um. So it just felt right. Yeah. So like the starting point, I feel like for a lot of people is doing that whole melody scheme and then filling in the lyrics later. Cause the melody is the most important thing. That's what draws everyone in. Um, but yeah, I'm not really like a, like I I'll rap, but I'm not like a rapper where I can just punch in and say, you know, bars over and over. I like to really articulate and think of the stuff that I'm saying. And, you know, so it's been working so far.
1: Do you, do you have like a group of people, whether it's like, buddy's ears any any friends whoever that as you're working on a project something might be unfinished but you'll send them a sample of what you're working on be like hey what do you think of this like do you get that kind of feedback too
2: yeah um i'm actually gonna go off a rant on that one because (laughs) i realized of course how important that is to have people like a team that supports you and is with you and all that um doing that it's very easy To basically, like, you sort of lose what's important and what art is to you and your art. For example, let's say, um, let's say you have uh, some sketches for skate skins. Um, let's say you're every time you make one, you send it to your boys and say, Yo, what do you think? like, eventually that snowballs whether you realize it or not it'll snowball into like i'm gonna make this skin like hopefully so and so likes this like and you start to it starts to take away from the art you and the art um so what i was doing is um for a long long time i was making music and i would send it to you know my boys that are you know doing it with me and i would say like yo what do you think and if they didn't like a song or whatever like i would get like really down or like let's say if i made one i really liked and they're like nah like i like this other one better i would be like fuck like you know whatever and i didn't realize that you know it's not about them in the most respectful way like I realized I was making it too much of a team effort and I was kind of neglecting like, you know, as a person, if you love something like you love it and you should stick by it, like, which I'm now finally doing where I'm making songs and like, so these guys haven't seen like more than half of them. Like, just cause it's like, I don't even care what, what you think at this point, because like it, it, I love it so much. Um, it's just kind of like that. Um, but yeah, it's just a couple people that I, I send them to that I, I really value their opinions. Like I always send stuff for, you know, for them to hear. But now I'm at a point where it's like, you know, my first thing isn't to like if I do something cool, immediately send it and be like, what do you think? And I'm waiting here on my phone, like wait for him to send yeah. it. Like I'll just do it, and then if you, you don't like it, then you know. But I have a kind of. I mean, I think I have a good ear for stuff. You know. Sure. Um, yeah. One yeah, of my definitely. biggest. One of my biggest fears is just like putting out bad songs like like an actual fear like that's so i get so crazy and wound up when i'm making stuff because i'm always like i'll get so wound up in what people think of it and it's like that's obviously not what you want you know it's art and you know entertainment is such a you know strenuous Well, you're just teetering on this line between like being true to yourself but like also entertaining it's yeah it gets super stressful but
1: and it's also subjective right like yeah any form of art whether it's visual whether it's music whatever like you're gonna have people that love it and you're gonna have people that hate it but like it's you're never gonna make everybody happy right like
2: yeah and that was my problem is like i started trying to make music to please everyone and that doing that i just completely like neglected um my own like intuition and it sure. made me feel like really, really shitty for a long time. Cause I felt like I, like I lost um, all my love for music because it just felt like I wake up every day and it's like, all right, well I'm going to make something shitty again. Like, you know, because I wasn't doing it for me. It was always like, if someone were to critique it yeah. and it completely drove me insane then I just took this long ass break read up on a ton of stuff you know just kind of like to get my mind right and it you know it worked now thank god but like just it sucks when you want to please everyone but you can't like and to know that it's okay if someone comments and says like yo like i don't really like this song i like you got to make more songs like this like like it's okay
0: yeah yeah it gives you that reinforcement where it's like you know that person that's that said that like say that example you just said where they like something more of this style
2: mm. so
0: then like you know maybe just right now that's not what you're feeling yeah to say down the line you might not write something like that again so yeah. then you could still grab that person it's yeah yeah no, yeah I totally I always
2: i always put so much emphasis on whatever song i release and like created this mindset of almost like like don't like don't mess it up like make sure you put out the right song kind of thing which was like obviously horrible like yeah don't do that but um (laughs) that's just like this that was always in the back of my head like i would always feel like if i put out a bad song people are just gonna be like well yep like the uh the the rain has finally ended and now i'm gonna go look at someone else like kind of like how like mike tyson goes on a uh the whole string of wins and when you finally lose people are like holy shit like you know like i thought people were just gonna be like dismissed of like yeah i knew Sigroy didn't have it and then they're gone which yeah is, i don't know where that came from at all but like i'm human things like that happen all yeah. the yeah you know?
1: i feel like that's got to be so natural though and i mean you think about something like music right like that's got to be such an intimate experience to make that that like yeah when you put it out there, you got to feel vulnerable, right? Like before everyone gives you that feedback.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like now, nowadays it's like, you just have to accept the uncomfortability that comes with doing that. Like when you're sharing, when you're sharing stuff like that and it means something to you, like that is the best vulnerability you can have. Like, there's been times where like when I when I said I went through that whole phase of like trying to please everyone, I was making songs that were just like completely not even related to me at all. I was just trying to make like like a song that could be like mainstream, like like no doing no wrong kind of stuff, and then it would hurt more to see people or to see the streams not be as much as other songs for like something like that because I'd be like okay, one, I didn't even really feel that song. And two, plus people don't like it. So I wasted my money, my time on that. So it's like nowadays just sticking to yourself and making something and being vulnerable and people like it is a better feeling. And when they don't, it's like, ah, who cares? Like, I I love that shit personally, you know? So that's yeah. the whole thing with art, man. It's just, it's so subjective and it's tough to to wrap your your head around because like- i'm very like schedule driven like follow the numbers science like reason for this reason blah, blah blah so it's like hard to step back every now and then and be like dude it's okay to mess up like
1: yeah does it, it, does when you it. yeah when you when you release like so you release your your album like say reflections comes out your first album and Obviously, like I'm thinking, do you have like your favorite song or a couple favorites on an album? And then, like, when you start to see streaming numbers, does it ever surprise you the songs that people gravitate to the most?
2: Um, I feel like I feel like that's happened. Um, I've never been completely like shocked of like, wow, I can't believe that one took off, but it's more so like, like, collectively, you can tell, like, what like with me like my gauge on the stuff that i make like i know which ones are are heaters and like the people know which ones are heaters and i say that in like a very um but like um for like the album the way it usually goes is like the first three four have the highest stream count then it just tapers off and goes down um but even for reflections um You know, like, all this stuff is such a learning process where with that album, a normal album is, you know, 11, 12 plus songs. Like, a lot of songs that I made during that time, thinking back, like, I wish I didn't even put them on the album because, like, I wasn't fully, you know, invested with it or liked it that much where now I can make a whole album And make sure to love every single song. And I think that would matter more than adding songs that I'm not fully on board with. But adding it just because it's a filler and it's an album. Because, like, more songs are better. Like, So, it's, you know, it's just so much circling back around to just me. And I think that's just the absolute most important thing.
0: Yeah, dude. It's... One thing I wanted to ask you, you know, I've seen, you know, following you on social media and stuff, um, you know, when you jump in, do do some stuff in the old Pro Tools and things because that's where I start geeking out a little bit as the production side. Stop laughing, Tudor. Um, <laughs> I, I
1: love it. I love listening to this stuff. So I'm what, getting an education, boys. <laughs> so, I mean, was that something where
0: when you started doing the songwriting, did you did the Writing the lyrics, playing the instruments and in the production, was that all already one right from the start, or were you getting beats from the internet? Were you having buddies help you producing? Like what was what was that side of things?
2: So that part started um making the actual music as far as like production, melodies, all that always came from YouTube. Still a massive advocate for YouTube and oh, finding amazing. beats on YouTube. Um the only thing that gets tougher with that is um, it's it gets harder to kind of dial in the sound you're looking for because the way that it goes, everyone knows this blah 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 type beat. I can't yeah. search sigroy type beat like maybe some people have made it, but like still there's certain things that you're looking for um and I've, you just have to spend the extra hours siphoning through. The, this stuff like i would definitely recommend getting with a producer and you know building but um right now this is working for me if i had more time i would go and sit down with someone but um regardless i do the whole youtube thing and um i started with this program called cubase, cubase. um cubase was super easy to learn um and really like really easy to pick up um, I just looked up some stuff on YouTube on like basically how to record. And then I ended up, uh, downloading some cracked version of it <laughs> and getting like all the extra stuff with it. And I used that for the first, you know, three years and I would, uh, you know, record it and then just send that to my engineer. But I finally switched over to pro tools and pro tools was a little hard to learn oh. at first, but like it just gets easier as it goes on. Um, but my engineer was like yo call me anytime you need i'll call him on face and be like yo how do i do this and he's like oh just, you know blah, blah blah and that made it way easier just to send songs back and forth and that way i can save everything in total and just send him the actual like
0: the project file
2: yeah the project yeah. of what i'm doing back then rather than on cubase i had to bounce every single track individually yeah. and if i had like overlapping bars i would have to do like part one part two and you get a file of like 20 plus files of just audio um oh yeah but yeah so uh pro tools pro tools is the best um sometimes it gets a little daunting when you're doing everything by yourself but like i you know it's better than going making time to go to the studio spending 80 bucks for an hour to have someone work with you when you can just learn it yourself
0: All right can you still can you scroll on pro tools or do you still have to move like the plus and minus like when you zoom in on the grid and stuff
2: uh the i think it's still plus and minus to zoom oh. in and zoom out yeah oh,
0: oh kinda, makes kinda it makes you
2: kind of think yeah because I, I also i don't Oh, sorry to cut you off i don't have no, my, a mouse i just use the the pad too oh so, like yeah, yeah i mean that's super shitty but
0: yeah no i i took you know, early interest because I mean I dabble in that stuff. I love the DJing, love making yeah. mixes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. flip songs, edits, all that stuff. You know, the first one I picked up in a a course in college for audio recording was Pro Tools, and yeah. I had a little bit of experience with Logic. So I told, and the teacher had us get Pro Tools, and I was like, Hey, I have Logic. Can I just use Logic? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, Did I, I like,
2: try. What's the other one? Um,
0: I have Ableton now. Ableton Ab- is where
2: it's I think it's it was A- I think it was Ableton I tried or it was it's the one that's like really catered for like DJ I, th- I want to say it's Ableton It's Ableton. Right? it's definitely Ableton Bro that that's why was I like, it. <laughs> like the literal hardest thing Oh that's like, so funny just, There we go Uh the absolute hardest thing I ever tried learning and I was like I think that's what I when I switched to Cubase cuz I was like I can't even th- I don't even know where to start on this. Dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, oh. I think I probably would have been the same way, but I, I eased into it. I had some experience, but obviously, it's working better for you. And kind of honestly, the for what you write in your style, everything I've heard, like you Cubase is, or not Cubase, sorry, um, Pro Tools is where you want to be. Like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And you and always have that in your back pocket too. Like, yeah, you have that freedom to go. You know, when the time allows go sit with somebody who's, you know, more experienced with it or provide you insight. But at the end of the day, you're fully capable yourself to run the cigarette project. Like that's, that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. It's dope to think that like, you know, most times I go to the studio, I'm in the booth and someone's doing everything, but like, you know, as time goes on, I'll be able to, you know, get some time and I'll be able to pull up pro tools myself. And just like I have my mic here, I can just take, I can set up a mic inside the studio rather than the booth and just do yeah. everything, but just in a different location, a better, you know, atmosphere with people, you know? Yeah. So it's, ve- it's very cool to, I mean, you see, uh, other artists in, you know, a little video behind the scenes doing that all the time. And it's just like, you know, they're smoking out, you know, doing all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, that would be so fun.
0: Always, that reminds me of one of the times, um, when I was younger and I've started to really get sucked into like, the DJing aspect, like mm-hmm. the electronic side, especially too. Cause even in like hip hop and rap, I would always hear that. I'd be so drawn to the beats.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was like, here's some like sense or a sound like how, where does that come from? Is someone mm-hmm. just doing that? Like beatboxing? Like, yeah, I saw a video. I've tried to find it for years and I can't, I don't know because of his passing, but there was a video of Avicii when he was like off in his studio and he's working away, and some guy with like a crappy camera phone, like, they, there's like yelling in the hall in the studio.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: this guy, like, they're talking Swedish. And he runs down the hallway and he pops into the room. And then Avicii looks at him and he presses the space bar. And then the melody that plays is levels. It's like the real early version of levels yeah. before it was done. And I, and he seeing Avicii's face when he played it because he like figured it out. He like got Dude, the melody.
2: Oh my God. That, that feeling was- is like. Bro, like when, like every time, the best way I can describe it is like there, every time you're making something like subconsciously and like deep down, there's a certain way that you know it should go or the way that it, like it feels right. But like a lot of times more often than not, like you struggle to like bring that out and like put that on a song so like the times when like i actually have a song that i'm gonna release in this year um i ended up getting that moment of just like oh my god like jumping around kind of thing where um like it was jumping back and forth between like snares and i'm trying to come up with flows Yeah. and it just wasn't hitting and so i was like all right let me try it in like a different part and I grabbed the track and I moved it to like a different um like vocal vocal track. And I did it off just a couple uh, like bars. And when I press play, yeah. it was the exact flow that I was trying to do. I just couldn't get it out. Yeah. So to hear that, I was like, oh, my God, I end up like. You know, figuring it out, like doing the melody, like I said, do that, and I'm going like, oh my god, I'm walking around. I made a video. I still have on my phone. Um, I was gonna, I posted it for like two minutes, but then I deleted it because I didn't want to give away the song, Um, because it's so much like, like it's so Sig Roy that I was like, no, I can't give this away. Like it was like it was that feeling of like, it it finally came out of like, I don't know how to explain it because like. I always thought that people didn't care for like the like kind of like faster flow kind of stuff, like more rappy than melodic. But I realized that like that's come so easy to me. So when I finally just like, I, I think I was telling myself all that day or that week, I'm like, who cares what anyone thinks like, just do what comes naturally, like just do it. And I ended up doing that. And I was like, bro, this is it. Like, I'm not, I'm not messing around anymore. Like I'm just, whatever comes to me, comes to me no more trying to articulate you know songs where people like them like it's just crazy bro like in a song like levels 2 to hear that like that song shaped my high school yeah. years dude like yeah. oh, oh my I feel God. like
1: that song's like the heater of a generation for us like did you guys oh. see the
2: video of um oh, who was it I think it was Swedish house Mafia when they finally put together some song but it was obviously a song that's
0: like yeah,
2: I can't probably think their
0: name. big one calling or something.
2: Yeah, it was the way they they put it together, dude. And everyone's like, kind of like smoking cigarettes in there, and they put it together, dude. And they just like kind of give each other the look, like, yeah, like, yeah,
0: <laughs> we're good, is, uh... we got it. Yeah, it's it's so crazy, and yeah. like, and it's even stuff. I mean, on the Avicii thing too. When Wake Me Up first came out, he mm-hmm. got torched. Like people ripped him for that, yeah, and then man. all of a sudden he decides to premiere it at uh like Tomorrowland or something. And it just went. And again, it was another one that just like, uh, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I Oh my God. Songs like that. Like, and it's all genres too. Like there's yeah. so many just timeless classics like that. Yeah. Like dude, when you said Cubase, I immediately thought of flux pavilion. I can't stop because to this day, he, he still uses Cubase. Like it's They're, crazy.
2: God bless, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's yeah,
2: it's, I remember hearing, uh, wake me up. And, because it's like this kind of like, you know, it has the, the house music vibe, but it's like this, like you don't, folk. you don't, yeah, 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 like it's like like country or folk the way that yeah. he does it. And you're like, I think everyone at first is like, this is like different. And, you know, obviously for the press to be like, you know, torching it and all that, like, bro, it's like, that's the, the thing of like, I bet you Avicii putting that out was like, no, I absolutely love this. Like, I don't care yeah. if people, you know, like that was probably the right. main thing. Like, you know, VT didn't put that out thinking like, oh, like I'm scared if people don't like it. Like, no, dude. Like that's why it's. it's he knew. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's, you know, still around today. You know, people play it all the time. Like it's just, yeah.
0: it's good music, man. It's Yeah, it's, that's what it is. I wanted to piggyback real quick too on like just talking about that. Like, you know evolution of as an artist like you know honing in your vision your sound the direction for your project like what's been one moment for you where you know it's obviously early success but like I know you've hit low points too like you've talked about was there a specific moment in one of those lows or, or something you did or just a memory that you have where you got that feeling again of like keep going like I need to keep doing this.
2: Yes, Um, so there's been like, I mean, on the spot, I can't think of uh, like, I can't think of any times where it was like, I'm like, so so let's say, for example, like uh, one time I just moved into my new apartment last year and um, I was really getting into um like being spiritual meditating taking time for yourself um you know reading a lot of books about self-help and all that because um there's this part of me that always felt like i was just like not drowning but like it's to to worry about something like making it as a artist in the music industry like that's a lot of pressure like you have your parents kind of counting on you because they're like we don't want my kid to be this kind of fallout musician, doesn't go to school and blah, blah, blah. Like you you have your friends, you know, whatever, like, like a girlfriend, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, So I just started trying to get into all that stuff. And I remember some way uh, Mm -hmm. someone told me that they were going to buy like a feature from me and I'm like low on money at this point. And I'm like, all right, like, perfect end up spending money here rent comes blah blah blah. um this person comes through and says like oh yeah i can't can't pay for it now i have no money have no rent or no money to pay rent and i'm sitting here like my life is completely like crumbling right now like everything's going bad blah, blah blah but I I can't remember where I read it or, or I think like Mike stud his podcast were a big influence on this whole mindset change. Um, but I was just like telling myself, like, listen, like get some perspective. It could be way worse. Like as long as you keep a positive outlook and continue right now, being the normal person you are and not, um, kind of falling back on this bad thing that's going on, like not letting it define you, just keep going, like keep going. And that's what I did. And so for the next like day or two or three, like I didn't even think about anything that was going on because like with that whole rent thing, it's like, yo, I have to work to get the money to pay rent. So like what use does it have to sit here and think about it all day. Like, what am I going to make it pop out of nowhere? Like it doesn't have any use ruminating about stuff. Man. So I was like, you know, just going to keep a positive attitude. I went to work happy as shit. talked to everyone happy. If anyone asked, I said, no, everything's good. Just keeping a complete positive outlook. And right when that happened, like let's say day four, everything just completely turns around where like money starts coming in from, from here. Like, uh, a late check came in someone gets you know like two fe- I get two features from someone like you know like the way stuff happens where it's like and I just like credit that to like of course it could be luck whatever but it's like I feel like everything else that I was doing made it so it was like I put myself in the positions for that stuff to happen. Does that make sense? So it's like oh yeah if anything is that's bad is happening like the more you sit on it and act like it's bad and tell everyone everything's bad you're going to follow that life path in that moment of like you're missing out on opportunities does that make sense like you're not being you're not being a successful person isn't gonna mope around all day they're gonna continue going out doing stuff like and if you're if you want to just say the world's against you and sit there on your bed and not go out and be happy and talk to people and blah, blah, blah. Like those, those other things aren't going to open up and, you know, make stuff better. So ever since then, that was a changing point of like, like I always say this quote now that I read, it was like, good thing, bad thing, who cares? Like, right? like you can't, you can't be attached to anything like take it as it is. Like, yeah, there's obviously high points, um, you know, to be happy and celebrate over, but it's like, don't just go, you just got to go with the flow. If things are bad, it doesn't, doesn't mean that, you know,
0: they'll always be the bad.
2: Yeah. You know, like every time anything bad happens, like looking back on it, like for me, at least I'll always take time and be like, dude, like you have to like laugh about the low points because like it gives them so much, gives you so much power in the sense of like, yeah, like I overcame that. I thought I was literally done for at that point, but like you always persevere. You just have to stay you just have to keep going and keep your spirits high. Like that's the best example I can come up with for something like that. But, um, I, feel I like Music. Um, not so much in, uh, like stopping music because I've like drilled it in my head since I started that, like, there's no going back, like no yeah. going back. I'm doing this until I die. Like, um, so, but there, like, there's always times where like, let's say, uh, thoughts creep up uh, stronger than normal where it's like, dude, maybe this isn't going to work out. And you're just like, oh, like, fuck. Like, I really hope it does. Like, this sucks. Like, maybe I am not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But like, um, I always talk myself out of it because I'm just like, dude, I, it's just like an, in, it's your intuition. I'm just like, dude, I'm, I know it's there. Like, I know it's, and that actually, um, I was gonna ask you this question, so when it comes to you know let's say skate skins and everything you're doing let's you know how you said you started with like djing and stuff like, yeah did you ever have a feeling of like what it is that you're like following did you always have like a greatest dream that you wanted to follow or like did you have anything where like was were you doing djing just to because it was, seemed fun, or did you think, like, oh, maybe I can, like, be a DJ, like, you know?
0: Sure. So, I mean, everything with, like, Just came first. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I started it with Matt when we were, like, juniors in high school, like, summer heading into our senior oh, year. Okay. And it's gone through so many ebbs and flows and evolutions yeah. and things. And, like, you know, Matt was always – honestly, he was someone – looking back that inspired me to take up a more creative side in the art because he was always a gifted, you know, artist drawing and stuff. And, you know, he does all our design work. Like he's, he's got the it where it was like, for me, I you know, starting to like learn DJing and then chipping away at the production side of stuff Mm -hmm. where, you know, the DJing part for me was just fun. Like it was like, I was always fascinated with just like, the first time I heard like a Skrillex set or just like how people blend, like they'll play a, like one of his songs where he, um, I forget the title right now. Um, but he sang he resamples the doors and it's like a dubstep song. I'm like his first EP. And I was like hearing stuff like that. I was like, cause I always loved so many genres of music. Yeah. So I was like, that kind of just makes sense. It was, it's yeah. more of a, like a hobby and stuff.
2: Yeah. More than like, an, like a big interest. Like,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not to say that like, who knows where life can take you. Like it's Mm -hmm. always there. Like it's always at the very least, it's going to be something I enjoy doing, but you know, definitely I think some of the experiences we had early on with, you know, whether that's ups or downs with just dish and stuff, that was something where it gave me that introduction of like doing stuff that's creative or outside of the box. And it was like, it was exciting because it was, you know,
2: would you like, like, if you had to label like, do you like, what do you, what would you say if you haven't, or if you have found it, do you think that like you have found like your purpose in life of like what, like, you know how I said growing up as a kid, I always thought that like, dude, being a like musician would be so cool. And I think about it all the time. We're like, there's everyone thinks like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be like, like growing up, it was always like being a musician. Like, did you have that, feeling at all of anything? Or do you think that like doing all this stuff made you realize that like just producing and getting your hands on stuff is like the thing that.
1: Really- yeah.
0: I guess, so I guess I would say the creating side and being there where it's, it's just at the end of the day, you're, you're creating this thing where, yeah, a brand might be different than like a music project, but a lot of mm. ways it's not. Yeah. you you're creating something that's going to live on when you're gone. Like, yeah. that, re- coming to that realization, I think I'm speaking mainly for myself, but I know, you know, Matt feels this way too, and, you know, everybody else on our team, Nick, Derek, Toots, Wittick. I mean, Adam, I'm forgetting so many people, but yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I think just that idea of, like, do something different. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. try to make your passion, your paycheck, your job. Like yeah. that's always been, that's the purpose where it's yeah. like at the end of the day, what is this? We get to do cool stuff with my friend, with our friends. Like, yeah. I mean, that's really, when you realize that's like the absolute worst case scenario and just yeah. like keep working Yeah. and that's what's fueled us all the way till now. And I can tell you that's, what's going to continue to do it too, because mm-hmm. that passion's going to still be there.
2: Yeah. It's also super cool for you starting off to to say, like, all the ebbs and flows that came with Justition. It's, like, to hear that, to think, like, yeah, dude, the fucking ebbs and flows that I've had, too. But, like, (laughs) to see that you guys are, like, still here doing all this shit, like, still persevering through all that stuff, like, is, like, the absolute coolest thing. When I see people doing stuff that, like, they're passionate about is, like such an inspiring thing to see like the other thing that is super inspiring is like let's say like when you're you guys are putting skate skins on someone's skates and people are commenting or or like even the people that are there that are like dude that is so cool like it just like inspires people to be like wow like these people just thought of something and they're get like they're making people like happier like they're adding on to people's lives like now those skaters are going to go out there and be like yo i got fresh as fuck skates like who says i'm not going to score another goal like because i'm yeah. i know i'm flies hell you know like it's just yeah. stuff like that it's like it's just the little things that you know are so inspiring like just see, like seeing people persevere you know through stuff like that like people that keep are open-minded you know like all that stuff is just super cool
1: yeah, i think man. it's why wi- i think it's wild though too because like i've noticed over probably probably a little bit over a year ago, maybe like right as the summer started last year, kind of COVID was a thing. I went through a similar experience as you. Like I started reading a lot of self-help books, started to get kind of that more like, more like focused on making myself better, following my passions. Mm -hmm. But like you start to realize that like, A lot of people kind of hate that for you
2: yeah right like
1: like you get like i started reading some of these books with a buddy of mine and i was telling benny and he was like all about it like gassing it up and then he came up with the idea to bring me on for here and it's like holy shit like this is cool i've got guys around me that really believe in something that i'm doing and they want to bring me up and i want to support them too but then you have friends on the other aspect of it right where like they're looking at what you're doing and they're like yo what is this kid doing like he's not boozing with us as much anymore like you know wasting his time with this he's never gonna make it and it's like it's weird man like it kind of polarizes your life right
2: yeah i um well that that's another uh i've been flow thing i struggled with because it's like i've I fucking love going out and boozing with all my boys. Like that's my, one of my favorite things in the world to just go out to the bars on a Saturday night and, you know, get hammered. Um, but like,
0: we're all human here. It's, it starts (laughs) to, uh,
2: it starts to do you in. And, you know, there was points where I went through a lot of ups and downs with that. But like, I realized that doing that, I'm spending money that I could be spending on, other stuff with music, um, blah, 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 Like, and so just recently, for example, all my friends that I moved to Rochester for back when I first started music, they all moved back to Syracuse. So I'm going through this whole time in my life where it's like, like all my friends are gone. Like, what do I do? I'll just go to Syracuse all the time, but obviously I can't like one. I have a new girlfriend going to be moving into a new apartment. So I'm going back and forth to Q's every weekend, getting hammered. And I keep telling myself, friends are super important. I love my friends. My girlfriend's like, hey, maybe cut back. Like there's other stuff going on. And I'm now getting to the point of like, "Nah, like you don't know the, the way that me and my friends are like blah, blah, blah. Like I love my friends. We're so close. And then finally, I went one weekend after like nine weekends in a row. I wake up, have no money. And I'm like, what am I doing? And it no. just like clicked where I'm like, maybe this is like the the wrong thing to be doing. And when I say maybe, like it was definitely the wrong thing because it's like, there's been times where I when I don't go out on like a Friday, I wake up Saturday and do music the whole day, and then I'm I keep I tell myself all the time like, oh that was such a great day, I got so much shit done with music. But then the next weekend I'd go out and get hammered, and I completely forget about that whole thing, you know. So it's like finally when that last time happened, it just like completely stuck where I'm like
1: fully clicked
2: that. Yes. Yeah. That's the, it's fully clicked.
1: It's kind of a cool feeling though. Cause like I relate to the same thing. It's funny. Cause I went from Rochester to Buffalo and uh-huh. like now I go home to Rochester a little bit, but it's like, it's one of those things where like, once that clicks for you, Mm -hmm. it's not that you don't miss those friends. It's not that you don't miss like the fun times that you had, but you Mm -hmm. start to prefer that productive Saturday. Like, I don't know for me, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I've gotten to the point where it's like, Yo, I love waking up on a Saturday, grabbing a cup of coffee and being like, man, I can get like some good work in and then like it's, that you look up charge
2: feeling from coffee yeah. on a Saturday, bro, and you're just like I can literally do anything I put my mind to.
1: It's like this is way better than a hangover. Yeah, like dude. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, I know that feeling, man. And actually to uh, I want to I forgot when I was ranting. Um, you saying, you know, how you have the the tight knit friends that, you know, are supporting each other back and forth like and you guys yeah. feed off each other. Um You learn, you know, eventually where I learned this just from like, you know, books reading where when I get that, you know, it finally clicks moment of like a lot of times it's not that people like, it's not that they hate that of what you're doing. Like they don't hate the stuff that you're doing. It's more of like, it comes off as a reflection of them where it's that like, I don't want to sound like super, um, I don't know, I, f- I forgot the term, but it's just like, it's a reflection on them because they're jealous of what you're doing and seeing you do that is bringing up the feeling in them of like, oh yeah, I could be, I could be doing that, but like, I'm not. So it's just better to put someone down for doing something, but like, right. they're not doing it consciously. It's just their ego inside like being like, nah, you're good. Like, you know, like a lot of times when I lived in Syracuse when I first started, uh, the only hate that I ever heard was from like people that like you could tell had no plans on leaving like their hometown. Like it's all stuff like that, where it's like people that they stay in this safe box and they don't want to leave when they see other people doing it. It just makes them hurt because it's like, damn, I'm not doing that, you know? And you eventually know how to, talk to those people, take in the information and just feed off the people that matter the most, you know, like we're, and then that relates to or translates to anytime anyone is a dickhead or about anything at all. Most times it's just a reflection of them. It's just like, you're not doing anything. You're being typical. You it's just like seeing success. They're not ready to like tell themselves that, Oh, maybe I'm just being lazy, you know, right. yeah, I could have worded that way better, but no, I, keep, I, I, I get, keep staring at myself while I'm talking. I get. <laughs> I keep like, yeah, that's
1: no, a, that, that makes a ton of sense you know? though, too. Right. Cause it, yeah. it definitely, there's certain, like we've been saying, like there's certain friends you have that are doing similar things, whether it's music, businesses, whatever, yeah. that like they get that grind. And, yeah. You know, some some people just don't, and and that's okay, but can't mm-hmm. let it discourage you, right? Yeah.
2: It's like, we're the ones taking the jump. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you, when you take the jump, you get, you're, you have to be prepared for the backlash and uncomfortability that comes with it, you know? Because not not everybody thinks the same way that you do, or people like us doing an entrepreneurial kind of thing, like, they don't think like that, because if they did, they'd be doing something else, you know? Right. Like, it's... Yeah.
0: Get comfortable being uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah. Big thing. Well, look, i Sig we went went over here. <laughs> we love when that happens, but absolutely it's just another indication of what I said early on. Repeat guest. We're yeah, gonna start for the next one, dude. This was so much fun. I want to leave you the last you know minute or so here though. Plug anything you want to plug, your socials, projects coming out, new songs, have at it.
2: Beautiful. Um all right, so Sig-Roy uh, Sig, Sig- Roy on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is, I believe, SigRoy underscore. Um, trying to post more. Recently, I've been just posting mad tweets that just like the first kind of thing that comes to my head. So if you want to see like kind of funnier shit, just go there. But Instagram is where I, you know, put most of my stuff. Um, uh, songs coming out. Um, I'm probably sitting on like probably like six or seven that are like probably 90% done that are in this new, this new Sig Roy space of, you know, all the fucking self love and shit I've learned. Like I'm in that space, like that's all from that. So I'm really happy to get those out. Um, And I'm just going to try and, you know, continue just being myself with everything that I'm doing. And, you know, hopefully everyone can, or I can inspire people to, you know, do the same where they see the genuine, you know, stuff and the way the things I'm saying, blah, blah blah. They, you know, they can see it and feel that, you know, it's yeah, it's actually, you know, actually me and the stuff that I'm doing. I don't want to censor stuff and be different for other people. So, yeah. Regardless, uh, new songs coming out, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Um, yeah, hopefully I uh, get to come back on soon, man. I always tell myself I want to write everything down of all the stuff that I learned and, and write a fucking book and just <laughs> tell everybody, everything, all the shit that I've learned, just little bits of wisdom. But like, uh, you know, we we'll will support to, that, for that sure. You'll,
1: you'll next next project. Beautiful. I'm always looking for something to read. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. Look, man, thank you so much for joining us again. This was such a blast. I think people are really going to enjoy it, but we'll be in touch. We'll tag you and everything. Thank you again beautiful. for your time. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you
2: guys for having me and uh, good luck with the, uh, the rest of your endeavors.
0: You too, my man. We'll be in touch. All right, boys. Later. Later.